Father, we love you. We thank you. We ask that you move in this place. Speak through me. Speak to me. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be accepted on your side, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. And every heart said amen. He's working it out. I want to pick up where Minister Mike left off and just read verse 17. Verse 17, Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. I, would, you, would you pray for yourself right now and just ask the Lord, open my eyes today. Uh, come on, you, you didn't say it like a minute. So open my eyes today, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to experience you. I want a vision. I want revelation. I want you to open my eyes. I want to see what I can't see and know what I don't know. I want to see you. I want to see you. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk for the next few moments. Let it go, part three. Let it go, part three. <laughs> I have uh, I have read, worked on this, and thought about this for a moment. This this passage comes to my mind, and it works on me because I begin to see God through fresh eyes, especially when I am experiencing God in trauma. So that as the trauma enters my existence, the more I have to press into God to see God. It is in the experience of the suffering. It is in the experience of going through in this case, it is grief and supporting my wife in her struggle and grief. That, that as I press in, because I'm at a point where flesh reliance is not good. And so I press into God and, and all of a sudden, what I had been thinking, I saw fresh. And that is the very mystery of God attached into scriptures that we skip over. We miss the mystery. We miss the, and excuse this if it offends you, and if it does, come back and hear me teach again. I, we miss the mysticism within the mystery of God's movement as God seeks to manifest God's own self within humankind. We don't see it because we are enamored by the larger miracle. 
not to see the mystery behind the miracle. So that in the manifestation, we become those who look for showtime manifestation without ever seeing the undergirding mystery and the work underneath. We see Jesus coming out as he begins to minister, but we forget that what one would describe as a mystical experience of wrestling with God through sleep and physical deprivation and without food. And it is only in that experience that he experiences both temptation and trial and a deeper walk with God so that when he comes out on the other side of this abnegation experience, he comes out more powerful. We miss that experience of denial to stand strong on deliverance. So we miss the very power source trying to see the power. And it is in this identification that I wish to look at this because here in this text we have God's servant here Elisha, who is in a peculiar situation because in this situation, he has a new servant with him who has not seen his past service. Does not know the full org of his strength and anointing on his life. He needs something. He needs something so that he can see better where God is, where the divine rests in his current situation. I talk about the mystery of things because I, I, want, I want to help you here because I believe in the interconnectedness of all living things. Therefore, I believe that I can sense you and you can sense me and you've been doing it all your life. You walk around some people and you get a bad feeling. You know it's time to go. They never said a word. But you can pick up on them that they're up. That's a bad spirit there. I don't, know, I don't know where that's from. I don't know what that is. I can't explain it. I don't belong here. You, 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 you know, you walk in a situation and say, no, 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 I, I can't stay with y'all. I'm sorry. I got No, no, I can't. No, I, I know I said I was going to hang with y'all tonight. I, and I know I want to go to the club. I really want to dance, but, but not here. Evil has entered here. And, and sometimes we, we fail to realize this deeper spiritual truth about what is going on in our connectedness. Uh, in, the, in the previous chapter to the one we're reading now, uh, we get a glimpse of this interconnectedness because Elisha says to Gehazi after Gehazi goes and does a nefarious deed in taking the treasure from the Naaman, Elijah says to him, I saw you, he said, uh, not with my physical eyes, but did not my heart go with you when you left my side? 
right eye. I saw you through the spirit realm. Even though I wasn't physically present, there was an impression in my spirit of the deed being done. And the, I knew something. And the, see, um, gentlemen, please excuse me now because uh, with all your patriarchy, this is one you don't get really well. Um, you, you need to realize women have supported this idea by using words like intuition and mother wit. Because they've always known, they, they can tell you when something was wrong, even though they one day, they, they can say, no, 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 something wrong, something wrong, uh -oh, something wrong with Johnny, something wrong with my baby, I know, I know with somebody get him on the phone, something wrong, something, something wrong. They can sense it. You walk in the house after doing the hanky panky and the hooky hooky. She look at that. Something wrong. Where, where you been? Something out of order. Something I, I, I don't know. You, you may not have done it yet, but it was on your mind. It was like, I'm trying to preach in here. Here, 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 in this text, we, we're going to do this real quick. I, I, I've got to do this quick. Listen to this. Listen. Elisha reveals three things in this text, and I think I'm going to help you see something that you may not have seen in reading this text before. And so when I lift up the, the title, Let It Go, I'm talking about preconceived notions about what you think you know and how you perceive life and where God is, let it go, so that you can receive real from God. Watch this, three things. The first thing that, that Elisha teaches us is that God provides revelation. Number one, God provides revelation. I, I use the word revelation, and you can hold that for a moment for me. I use the word revelation to speak to the fact that God provides vision. He allows you to see. He lets you see that which has been covered gets revealed. And the reason for the revelation is that divine revelation always supersedes any startled scare, any sorrow, sadness or suffering God provides revelation he gives it to us because it is there for our benefit to supersede any startled sadness any scare that comes into our life you, you know we read stuff like he will let nothing come upon you unaware and then we're shocked that we already realized something was going wrong before it went wrong we could feel what was happening before we, some of y'all are sitting there and you are resonating right now. Mm, wait a minute now, he kind of talking. I didn't think anybody had that experience with me. Here, here, here you have to understand this, that, 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 that the opening of the eyes as Elijah prayed for him was that the eyes of his faith could be open and illumined so that the reality of what would be God's divine protection around him could be revealed. 
the protection was always there. It did not arrive at the revelation. The revelation is that which reveals what already existed. In other words, he was going to be protected whether he saw it or not. Sometimes you have been protected by God whether you realized it or not. You didn't see it, but it was there. You, you didn't see the angel protecting you. You didn't see God's handiwork around you. But the only reason you're still here and not gone now is because God was protecting you. So that when he sees this, not through the ordinary eyes, but through the eyes of the spirit, when he sees the horses and the chariots, what he sees are God's divine symbol of power and authority. And when he sees them aflame, what he is seeing is their supernatural origin and their space in the world as they are manifested in the spirit realm. It's the same thing he saw on the day Elijah was taken away in a chariot of by fire. Yeah, he sees and he gives this revelation to him because he needs to see something different. Uh, the old Clara Scott hymn, Open My Eyes, that I may see glimpses of truth that thou hast for me. Place in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Silently now I wait for thee. Ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, spirit divine. Now, at some point, you need to be looking for the divine illumination. God, show me that which I do not currently see. I, 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 you, you know, you see, sometimes, watch this, I'm going somewhere with this. Sometimes the reason why God will show you what you have not seen but was always there is because God is trying to bless you because right at that moment you are about to lose heart. You were getting ready to faint. You were about to give up. You thought it was quitting time. And God said, let me show you what you're working with. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see, sometimes revelation is necessary to keep you moving forward into purpose. That went over somebody's head. Let, let me help you here. Let, let me, I, want, I want to make this real clear. I'm going to blow, blow somebody's mind. You see, you would have given up on what God put in your spirit if God had not revealed something to you just enough to tell you it's going to be okay. So the revelation was revealed to you not just so you could see something, but so that you could be moved towards purpose because purpose could not be fulfilled if you gave up on what God's divine 
intent was for your life. So God gave you a glimpse of what he was getting ready to do and the protection and provision that he already had so you would stay on task into purpose. Thank you, man. That ain't for everybody, but somebody got what I'm talking about. I got that. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking deep this morning. I'm rocking deep. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Watch this. Watch. This. I'm gonna bless. I want to bless the person sitting in your seat right now. Watch this. Now, if I'm correct, and I know I am. If you notice, the servant in this text is anonymous. He's a newbie. Why, how do I know he's anonymous? Because the last servant, Gehazi, caught Naaman's leprosy and was dismissed from service. No name here. And yet, the prophet stops and prays that he received revelation that his eyes are illumined. And it, it, it dawned on me that all of you need to know one thing, because you, you sometimes, you know, you want to pick out who's deep and who's not deep. Oh, that one over there, they deep. That one, that, that. They at another level. They at another level. Yeah, they, they must pray 15 times a day. They, they, they triple up on the Islamic brothers. They go way deep. They go... They pray five times a day. They, these they don't pay 15. They got to do that. And so you think that they're the only ones that should be getting deep revelation. But see, that's not how God works. Because see, revelation are not just for prophets. They're for people. If you ascribe all revelatory information just to those who have deep prophetic gifts, then that means the rest of us don't have anything and can't see anything. But that's not how God works in the divine economy because there's an equalization. We've all been called into the royal priesthood as peculiar people, as a holy nation. And if you've been saved, you've been given the Holy Spirit. And the reason you have the spirit is that God wants to be in communion with you and give you power and illumination. I'm wrestling with this. I know I'm working. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. Yeah, yeah. See, see, the revelations are not just for prophets, but they're for people. How do you know this? Because we see when God called Noah and spoke to Noah about building an ark, Noah had no prophetic portfolio. He was just Noah. And after a while, some folk probably called him crazy Noah. Y'all missed it. When God called Abram, he had no prophetic portfolio. 
He, God, renamed him into Abraham. Come on, you ought to get this. When God touched Hagar in the wilderness as she sat weeping, she was actually a slave and a maid servant to Sarah. She had no prophetic portfolio. When God talked to Sarah and told her she was laughing when the spirit was speaking, she had no prophetic portfolio. Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Mary and the shepherds and the wise men from the East and fishermen like Peter, James, and John, the upper room waiting disciples, even the persecutor of the church named Paul, and this servant of Elijah, none of them were called prophets at the time they got revelation. has a way that I could call your name because he's giving you revelation. I, I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rush. I got I to gotta close. I, gotta, I had to get out of here. This is the second point, and I'm going to make the third point real short so I can finish. Watch this. Second point here is that not only does God provide revelation, but the purpose of revelation is that God provides relief. God provides relief. Um, you know, there's some folk that just like you to go and see the revelation of their new car. And that's cute. But if I'm still in my hoopty, I'm just looking. Come on here. You got a Tesla, I got a law. <laughs> You get all you can get. Can all you can. Listen, what you got to understand is that that's not how God works. God doesn't show you stuff just to show you stuff. Or show you stuff just to show you how much stuff God got. Because you don't need to brag if you're God. So the only reason God shows you divine revelation is that it has a purpose for your life and in this case as God shows up God provides relief um, I'm, I'm going to tell a story out of school my, um, my, my wife is not with me this morning and we are, we are in um, mourning today my father-in-law Mr. George H. Reeves went home to be with the Lord and um, my wife, the day before he died, my, my father-in-law was doing okay. He wasn't perfect. He had fallen. They carried him uh, down to make sure that he got x-rays and he was fine. There was nothing. They saw nothing on the x-rays at all. And my wife came home. And my wife, my daughter went down. They did everything they were supposed to do. The great time, mother and father. My wife came home. She looked at me. She says, you know, I feel like watch this, God, God, I feel like I'm doing directed to go down and spend a few days with my mother, and I also have got some things I need to do there with her, and she said, and I, I just, I just gotta tell you, when I, when I saw my father, I, I saw something on him, I, she said, I know everything's okay, but, and let me, let me watch this, y'all, y'all about to miss it, 
In other words, before he passed, he wasn't in the hospital, he wasn't in the nursing home, he wasn't low sick. God gave her revelation that it was going to happen. Wait a minute. You see, God, why do you do this? Watch this. You have been getting revelations your whole life. You've had dreams that when you went through them in experientiality, in life, you thought it was a deja vu. You thought it was surreal. You had dreams that were simile and metaphor. When you figured out what those symbols meant in the dream, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I should have known this. God has been speaking to you. You've had word preached to you that resonated in your spirit. So I need to do something with that. And you knew. You received prophecy. It spoke into your spirit. The thing that is wrong with most of us is not that God is not speaking. It's that we're not listening. and I, we discussed it and we prayed about it and, I, I, and we, we had some long conversations and, and, and she received and she knew what God was saying but she didn't want to accept it of course because you know I, I see what I see but I don't know why I see it because it's not, it's not what I desire I'm praying against it watch this watch this but the reason God gives us revelation is to give us relief because Watch this. As you come into awareness of divine revelation, your subconscious mind tells your system to calm down. There's no alarm here. Nerves relax. Muscles untense. Jaw unclamp. All is well. I know this is a little deeper than some of y'all expected on Sunday morning. All is well. The reason God showed you because he wanted you to have what? Peace. There are times when God reveals things to me where he's telling me to pray about it because he wants me to cancel the assignment in the earth realm so that it'll be canceled in heaven as I begin to speak against it and bind and loose. But then there are times when God reveals it to me just to let me know this is what's going to happen and you have no place here other than to accept the will of God. Okay, I'll close. I'll close. I know, I know. I don't, I don't, went, I don't went way down. Last part of the well. I'm going in the well one more time. You, you with me, man? I'm going one more time. One more time. One more time. I'm going down one more time. This is it. I promise you. I'm all done. Because see here, what you've got to know, and, and, and I use three A's with this, because you've got to know that there is an awareness God wants you to have, an attunement to what God wants you to be, that is tuning into the frequency of God where he is, and then an alignment of your will with God's will. 
I don't have time to break it down. The reason you need awareness, because you cannot attune to anything you're not aware is even going around or even happening. But once you become aware, then you can begin to become attuned, to become in line with it. And that is the whole purpose of alignment because when, I, when I'm aligning myself, sometimes I have to get in a different place than the place I was in. Because see, here's what, here's what, uh, here's what uh, John said. I must decrease that he might. There are times when my alignment means me decreasing. There are times when my alignment means me stepping forward. There are times when my alignment means I must speak up. There are times when my alignment means I must shout it from the rooftops. There are times when my alignment means that I have to do something I don't want to do because God is calling me unto it. There are times when my alignment means that I need to cry loud and spare not. But once I've come into awareness and attunement and I've aligned myself with God's divine will, I'm ready to be in service to the King of Kings. And at which point God provides release. Whew. Open up his eyes, Lord. His eyes open. He sees then all around them is protection. All around them are chariots of fire. And then what Elijah does, when they make a move on him, the blindness that was in the eyes of the servant spiritually is placed upon the eyes of those who come to kill them. And they enter into physical blindness, which now becomes metaphoric of where they were all along. Watch this. I'm going to blow your mind right here. Now, Elisha has got this power thing going. When they sent for him once before and tried to tell him to come and go see the king, you know what he did to those men? He talked to those same angels and said, burn them up. And 50 at a time, he was frightened. Thank you, man. I'm glad somebody got it. 50 at a time, he was calling fire down from heaven. So why in this case, he doesn't just burn them up? He seemed to have fire ministry. Ohio players ain't got nothing on this one. Never mind, y'all get Come on back to church. Some of you old folk, you got to be young folk, you have no clue. Go later. Listen, you, you got to know you could just call down fire. But there's something bigger at stake. 
And what was bigger at stake was he walked him into the camp of the king. They fed them. And as a sign that says, you have no power here. Instead of having 50 dead men, he's got 50 folk who carry a testimony back of the weakness of their power against the power of the God that Elisha served. Don't you always keep looking how to hurt folk, wound folk. You've got to see things from a bigger perspective and release some things so that God can do something greater than a momentary miracle. Let God work it out and release you from the bondage that would have gripped you for a long time because you have greater in you. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give God a praise. God bless you. I love you all. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's When prophets pray, Elisha had already seen what God can do. He saw it in Elijah. He knew he had the same anointing. He could have prayed himself. I don't need to do that. I need to know what God is doing in me. I don't have to be Elijah. I just gotta be Elisha. Let me say it again. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to prophesy like anybody else. You don't have to minister like anybody else. You don't have to pray like anybody else. But nobody can beat you at being you. Elisha knew that fire ministry was available. But fire ministry ain't always right and ain't always necessary. Sometimes you gotta let God lead you. I'm talking to someone right now. I'm, I know I'm getting ready to pray, but I'm, I'm still, y'all excuse me because there's a word that God wants to resonate in someone who's struggling with your identity as to how to be the best you you can be. And you've been trying to see where you belong and God is speaking to you right now. And I'm decreeing and declaring on behalf of God as God's messenger where God is telling you to be you. Be authentic. Be authentic. Be authentic to what the creator has put in you. I want to extend an invitation. Maybe there's somebody here today. Maybe there's somebody online who does not have a church home, does not have a place to worship, wants to be a part of the body of Christ. I want to extend an invitation. You come now. Come now. Give your hand to the preacher, your heart to God. You, you can come today. Online, send me an email. Drop me a Facebook note. 
send me a, a phone call. You can call me. Let me know. I want to be a part of that ministry. Hit me up at church in at church administration at shilohnl.org. Hit me up. Say, I want part of that. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed, every eye closed. God, we love you. We thank you for word and word. Thank you for the anointing of God. As we leave this place, we ask that you would move in a mighty way. Cover us with the blood. Cause us to see revelation and manifestation in our lives like we've never seen it before. And we give you the glory and the honor. For this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment. Come on, come on, come on. All things. Work together. Work together. For the good. Thank you that you're going to bless your people. 
not just because they give. Because, Lord, they're not giving to get a blessing. They're giving to be obedient. The blessings are already theirs. The obedience is the obligation because they receive the blessing. Bless us now, God, to always be grateful for the manifold ways that you have blessed us. In Jesus' name, amen.